Welcome, everybody, to the Mongols Preview Show. We're sponsored by Roughneck Scarves, and we're part of the Beautiful Game Network. Steve Mattias is here with me tonight to talk all about the Riverhounds game against Ottawa this Friday. Steve, how are you this week? I'm doing pretty well, Justin. Uh, you know, a little tired. Uh, day two of the new academic semester over at Pitt, so all of our students are back. Um, but nice to take a little bit of a break and do something a little more fun. Uh, look at the Hounds, see how they're shaping up against Ottawa, and uh, yeah, get a little bit of distraction from the things that are busy at work. Yeah, yeah, I... I work with college students as well, so this week has been a crazy week, kind of getting all the new students in and then and different things. So it's been kind of a crazy, it's been a crazy week. So it is fun to like take a break and um, think about soccer for a little bit. And yeah, and do something, forward. do something that's outside of Oakland, where uh, you know it's it's good to see students back, but it's definitely a transition uh, when you go to get lunch or something. You remember that the lines are not five minutes long now; they're twenty five minutes long. <laughs> You actually got to wait in line now. Right, right, right. You get spoiled yeah. over the summer. Yeah, yeah. Although I did walk into Panera at 9 o'clock this morning, and there was nobody in Panera. I was like, yep, this is college season. there." <laughs> but you wait till lunchtime, and everyone's out. So. Yep, yep. Yep. Yeah. All right, well, high level about the Hounds. So this weekend, the Hounds beat Loudon one to nothing, and that gets us to a record of 12 wins, 8 draws, and 4 losses. So we play Ottawa this weekend, who's sitting in 6th. Um, they have a record of 10 wins, 9 draws, and 4 losses. Pretty evenly matched when you look at it that way, but you have some splits that are interesting to think about when it comes to this game. Yeah, so big picture, the Hounds on the road, 4 wins, 3 draws, 4 losses, versus Ottawa at home, 7 wins, 4 draws, and 1 loss. Uh, for the Hounds, while they're away from home, they've scored 13 goals, giving up 10 for Ottawa at home. They've scored 14 goals and given up eight. So you can see those numbers are pretty close. Yeah, they are pretty close. I think that's what's interesting to me is that the goal scoring numbers and the goal numbers of, of goals scored and goals given up are pretty, pretty much the same. But the results of those games, I feel like, have been very different. And so it's going to be an interesting battle between the two teams to see who scores and who doesn't and then who kind of defends well um you know at their at their Ottawa at their home stadium yeah the other thing that I think is important to note about that is if we take out the big win that we had down in Atlanta uh that would do it that would really change how things look for the hounds um so if you're just looking at the numbers off the bat things look okay pretty even we take it that 5-0 win though uh and all of a sudden we're dropping down uh to a negative goal differential by two um and we have more losses than either wins or draws at that point if we never played that game. So a big win really is padding our numbers is all I'm saying. <laughs> it's true. You're right. You're right. And I think that's what's interesting about stats, right? And I think that's what's interesting about doing this show is we can we can look at stats and we can be like, oh, this is what this means. But if, you, if you're not good at kind of contextualizing those and thinking about how that impacts other games and different things like that. So if you look at that Atlanta game, that we go down to Atlanta, we beat Atlanta United 2, um, ATL UTD 2. Uh, we beat them, you know, 5 nothing. But you take that in context with all of our other results, and now all of a sudden we have a negative 2 goal differential away from home. And I think that 
it shows that it shows two things, right? It shows one that we can perform on the road mm-hmm. and there's games where we do play well on the road, but also shows that there's a lot of games in that context where we don't play well on the road. So, mm-hmm. um, and don't score. So, right. So I think that that's an interesting, um, that is an interesting thing to look at for sure. Yeah. And I think the other aspect of thinking about stats and their impact on a particular, uh, type of game or, an individual game, uh, we can look back at the previous meeting between Ottawa and the Hounds at Highmark. Um, and I mean, you and I were talking about this a little earlier before we got on the air, but that game, uh, from a stats perspective, I mean, there's a lot of ways we can break that down, but if we're just looking at the scoreline, we're saying, oh, that was probably a pretty evenly matched game. 2-2 draw at Highmark. Wow, Ottawa played really well. You actually watch that game, though, really, really different experience. Yeah, for sure. And I think uh, I think you look at possession uh, in that game. Ottawa had the edge in possession. But that's consistent with the rest of their games. I mean, they're averaging 53% possession mm-hmm. over the course of the season. So they, they are going to have possession most of the time. But you start looking at all the other stats of that game. Goals, goals from run of play, shots, shots on the target, all of that kind of stuff. And the Hounds definitely had the edge in most of those stats um, once you start looking at those. Absolutely. Um, and you look at the final scoreline, 2-2, but that game could have easily ended up being a 3-0 win for the Hounds. I mean, you take away a, I mean, an absolutely terrible uh, penalty call uh, against the Hounds, a misplayed ball by Austin Pack, um, and there goes both of Ottawa's goals. And then, I mean, we were up 2-0 before that happened. We end up getting a PK the other way and. uh yeah, I mean, it got saved, but I mean, I'm not going to say that that was because we didn't take a good PK or because the keeper did something spectacular in that. But No, it sucks when you have a former teammate playing on the other side of the field who knows your PK tendencies. Yeah, for those of you that don't know what we're alluding to, uh, Cristiano Francois, who's a former Hound, uh, plays for Ottawa and in that game, in that instance, pointed the way he thought that Brett was going to go. He guessed right. The keeper followed his lead and made the save. Um, So yeah, just kind of one of those frustrating things where, you know, I got to wonder why Brett was the one taking it. Um, Just because at that point, yeah, you've you've got a little bit of an assistance where you bring in somebody different that hasn't been taking PKs as much. Um, Maybe then there's a little bit more variability in that. So um, that's my yeah. take on that, but you know, there's there's a number of things that could have gone differently that game. Bottom line is that the stats don't always reflect what we actually got to witness in the stands. For sure, for sure. I think that's that's what's interesting about soccer. Is sometimes stats lie mm-hmm. in the sense that that's not the way the game felt, um, right. and so yep. that's what I think it's interesting about kind of the two shows. Is I think Mike and Mike and Josh and and. Kevin, a lot of times we'll talk about how things feel. Um, and that's always, that's valuable. That's definitely valuable um, because sometimes those have, you know, that's a very interesting thing to look at as you think about a soccer game. But the stats might tell a different story when you start digging into things. Yeah, and I think it's important to take a look at what some of those stats mean and continue to develop our understanding of that. Um. For sure, for sure. Uh, so as we kind of talked about this show, I kind of wanted to think about how we can, uh, focus kind of our efforts in the show and think about 
just a few things. Give people really just a few things to watch during the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I I thought for this episode, and you guys obviously on Twitter and, and Facebook and, and all the social media things can let us know what you think of this and, and how it really... Um, how it really kind of affects your listening experience or your watching experience of the game this weekend. So I wanted to pick out three specific stats. So three things that I think we can take a look at in this game and then what the effect of those stats are. So um, I'm going to, I'm going to give, uh, <laughs> I'm going to give Kev and, and Mike a, a, a thumbs up for this stat. Um, but I wanted to take it a little bit deeper to think about it. Um, So Ottawa actually has four goal scorers with more than seven goals on the season. Um, And when we think about teams around the league, Phoenix rising in the Western Conference, who scores a lot, uh, has three players with more than seven. So it's a strange thing that Ottawa has four four goal scorers with more than seven goals. Mm -hmm. Two of those four players are wingers as well. So Christiana Francois being one. Um, so a lot of wide play coming from, from Ottawa. So what is, I mean, does that surprise you or, or what are we, what are we looking for in the game this weekend then because of that stat? You know, I mean, what that speaks to me and I will know, uh, one of those four players, um, has been out for a big part of the season with injury, uh, more Samb, S-A-M-B. Um, and I was trying to find it, but, you know, USL just does not publish good injury reports, so I can't figure out where his recovery uh, stands. I, the last thing I could find is two weeks ago he was still injured. Um, mm-hmm. So he may be coming back, but he was Ottawa's leading goal scorer uh, before he went down with injury, um, and it's taken a number of weeks for everybody else to catch up to him. Um, so if for he's sure. healthy, um, even if he's getting limited minutes, you know he's dangerous. Um, but that still yep. leaves three other players that are scoring goals, scoring a lot of goals. Um, and that means that they've got a number of different places that they can score from. Mm-hmm. Um, and sure. that that's challenging. Um, and I'm not going to get too much into what, um, what some of the effects are from that, because I think we're going to talk about that a little bit more in depth next. Um, but I think the other effect of that is, yeah, our, our outside backs, our uh, wide midfielders, they're going to be busy all night if those guys are moving. Um, and that's going to be a, a big thing that we're going to need to watch. So I'm going to be keeping an eye on Jordan Dover, Ryan James, and the guys that are playing in front of them, whoever that might be, uh, and see what happens there. As well as if we're playing with a three at the back uh, with all three of our center backs, that that's going to put a lot of pressure on the guys that are on the outsides. Um, and they're going to have to do some covering. So I think the whole back line is going to have to be really fluid uh really be paying attention uh, otherwise we're going to see some good opportunities from ottawa because they've got too many weapons yeah and i think the interesting thing to note kind of from the last game along those lines is i think uh the last time we played ottawa was in one of the games that jordan dover was at the gold cup so um it's an interesting thing you know danny rivera played um started the game against ottawa last time and then noah frankie came in in like the 80 something minute too uh, relieve him. So I think it's going to be interesting kind of going again against Ottawa mm-hmm. with maybe a little bit more of a full strength lineup. So uh, you referred to something else there that you think is interesting kind of on the offensive side for Ottawa. Yeah. And I think that uh, because they have so many weapons and they've got some guys that are attacking from all points, these guys uh, have shown that they can shoot from distance. They've scored 10 of their goals from outside the box this season. 
so that is something that I definitely think we need to be cautious of. Um, the Hounds, by contrast, they don't take many shots from outside the box. Um, uh, there have only been a handful of times that we've scored them. One of them as well was that absolutely beautiful free kick that uh, Forbes had earlier in the season. Um, uh, but that means we're not getting many from open play either. Uh, so defending against that um, is probably going to be a little bit more difficult for our guys because if we're not doing that in games, I wonder if we're doing that in practice as well. So is that something that our guys actually get to see? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the the effect of that then is is as well as those out by outside backs playing well against against Ottawa's wingers. I think whoever is kind of playing that holding midfield role, um, whether you know whichever system we kind of throw out there this week, but whoever's playing that holding midfield role, whether that's Forbes or Dabo or Mertz, um, whoever's playing there is going to have to stay kind of on top mm-hmm. of it defensively and be able to close some guys out before they before they kind of step back up and, and take shots from outside the box. And we saw that against Ottawa, you know, mm-hmm. um, they take a shot from outside the box it bounces off Pac's hands and goes in the, it goes in not the back of the net cause it never got there, but um, it goes in the net. Um, and so I think that there is a um, yeah, I think there's a reality that now we know that it's on tape for us too. Um, and so I think it's going to be something that we're definitely going to look out for. Yeah, for sure. That is nice that it's on tape, though, and we've seen it now. You yes, know, uh, I think I think if I'm thinking right, they had Ottawa had nine shots in the last game, and five of them came from outside the box. So we've seen it. We've seen that the majority of their shots come from outside the box. So we're just gonna have to be aware of that. One kind of specific stat that I did want to pull out of um, pull out of the game from last time. Uh, so our holding midfield pair, which was sort of um, Mertz and Forbes um, both started that last game against Ottawa. Uh, both of them had over 85% pass completion. So um, both of them were passing pretty well. Um, and they they together created five chances. Um, and so I think when, when you look at kind of good midfield play, um, you're looking at one that we're hitting passes accurately and that they're being, you know, that they're distributing the ball well. And then two that those passes are being dangerous and that we're creating chances for the strikers. And I think those two guys did that pretty well in the last game. So I think if they can sort of have a repeat performance, or it might just be a good matchup that Mertz and Forbes match up really well against the Ottawa midfielders. So um, those two things I think are really interesting. It could be an interesting thing to watch during this game. Yeah, and I think the other thing with that is Mertz and Forbes had not been playing together a ton uh, up to that point. I mean, you had seen some substitute appearances where Mertz was coming in, uh, but right before we played Ottawa at Highmark was really when Mertz started finding his field as the field as a starter. Um, so they've had a lot more time to play together. Um, so I'm really interested to see what they can do together against the same team after uh, being on the field together and building some of that chemistry. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, I think both of those things are definitely um, true, and I think that these uh, I think that these guys I think just in general this team has kind of gelled together over the last you know twelve games or so, and we've seen that we've seen a couple of bad losses in there, but we've also seen a lot of good wins. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to be yeah, it's going to be an interesting thing to see kind of what happens over the next couple couple weeks yeah. um any so, anything else you yes there is of... one more thing um yeah uh and i think uh well one thing if uh people have been listening to the show and listening to uh the main segment that uh 
Josh, Kevin, and Mike do. Um, they've noticed that maybe we've started doing this little bit of back and forth thing. So we're going to answer their question. But before we do that, I want to leave everybody with one last stat. Uh, two minutes, 11 and a half seconds. That's the amount of time that Justin wasted getting angry, watching the highlights from the previous game. <laughs> Thanks. I'm glad that I wasted two minutes and 11 seconds of my life. You know, I just can't let that one go for you. You got to know. No, 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 for sure. Um, yeah, so I think the three things three things to watch in this game, I'll, I'll sum them up for you real quick, and then we'll move over to kind of this next thing. Ottawa has four goal scorers, more than seven goals. So their goals are spread around quite a bit. Uh, two out of those play, uh, four players who have seven goals are wingers, so they play a lot from the outside. They do shoot from distance a lot, so watch the shots from outside the box and watch how the Hounds defend that. And then last time out against Ottawa, Mertz and Forbes had pretty good pass completion percentages, so just watch that to see if they're able to be successful in the midfield. <laughs> Those are the three things to watch in this game, three stats that I think are interesting um, and will lead to a good thing. Now, back to we are doing this a little bit of back and forth thing. So we talked about last week whether we thought this team or last year's team was a better team. I threw it to Mike and Kev, and they kind of answered it on this show of what they thought. Um, and all four of us kind of said we think this team is a better team than, than last year's team. Um, but they asked us to prove it. So <laughs> I don't know how to prove it. <laughs> I don't know how to prove this. couple stats that I will pull out really quickly. We have 44 goals on this season this year. All of last year, we scored 49 goals. So we're only five goals with 10 games left. We're only five goals off of our pace from last year as, as to how many goals we can we can score. Um, but the 44 goals we've scored this year, we've scored on a 20% conversion rate. So balls are going in the back of the net 20% of the time we shoot it. Last year, those 49 goals came on a 13% conversion rate. I think that could tell you a couple different things. I think it could tell you that we're getting in better positions. And so the times where we have shots, uh, they're ending up in the back of the net more often because we're in better positions. I also think it's because we have a more diverse attack. So mm -hmm. there's guys like Christian Valeski and Steven Dos Santos with height that we didn't have last year. Mm -hmm. um, Canardo Forbes was still kind of making his way into the lineup last year and kind of he had played the indoor season and, and was kind of coming in the first half of last year. And so I think this year kind of shows a, a Canardo has been kind of committed to the hounds. The whole off season has been here, has worked with this team and you can kind of see his goals starting to pile up and his shots starting to pile up, his creation starting to pile up. So all of that has been better. Um, so I think that that just shows why, uh, we're scoring more goals and maybe converting a little bit better. Yeah, and I think one other player that's worth mentioning in that uh, that's contributing to our offense and our goal scoring is Robbie Mertz. Uh, we did yeah, not have a player that does the things that he's doing on the field. Um, uh, not only is he getting forward, uh, he's gotten a lot of late runs this year that have opened things up for himself to score or for other people to score. Uh, but he's also dropping deep oftentimes and winning the ball back, which restarts the offense, uh, which is something I don't think we were seeing at the same level last year, um, especially when we were dealing with some of our injuries in midfield. Um, but I just don't think we had a player that has the fight and the grit and shows up everywhere. Uh, for me, he's the USL version of a, of a Conte over in the Premier League. Just everywhere yeah. you 
wondering how did he pop up there? Where was he? What did he do? Um, he's not a perfect player, but he does a lot of things really well, and he's all over the place. And, and that helps like in offense. Yeah, and he's one of those guys that seems like every time he puts the ball on net, it's going in. It's not like he's getting a whole lot of his shots saved. Seems like anytime he shoots, he's in a really good position, and he's putting it on frame, and it's going in a lot. So I think that those, um, I think that that's good from a midfielder when you're seeing a conversion rate like that, mm-hmm. that he's able to kind of shoot it and score it a lot of the times he's shooting it. So yeah. Um, so I think a twenty uh, that twenty percent conversion rate actually leads the league this year. Um, we're tied with one other team. I forget the other team, but we're tied with one other team for a twenty percent conversion rate, which leads the league. So I think that that's just an interesting stat. Mm-hmm. The second thing um, is just kind of a, a relative thing, and I'm not sure. This is kind of conjecture, but um, so we had we finished the season last year with fifty nine points. We have forty four right now. So we need 15 out of our last 30 possible points. We have 10 games last 30 points kind of on the board. We need 15 out of those mm-hmm. to match our point total from last season. In the last 10 games last year, uh, we only got 14 out of our last 30 possible points, but we slumped hard. So mm-hmm. I think as long as we don't slump the way that we did at the end of last season, we'll actually end up with more points. I don't know where that puts us in the table, but um, we'll finish with more points. Um, so yeah, I think that could be an interesting thing. Yeah. And I think, um, I'm glad you brought up the table because I think it's so hard to look at things, um, and say, oh, well, where are we in the table this year versus last year? Um, uh, one of the things though, that, um, I did take a look at this week is where are we right now in relation to the other teams around us? Uh, it's really hard to evaluate. I mean, you look at the teams around us, uh, and you've got some teams, teams like Indy who have played way less games than everybody else. Is that really fair to say that, uh, they're sitting in fourth place, um, uh, fifth place. Uh, that That's not, I think, a reflection of what they're at. So it's important to look at what teams are doing on a points-per-game basis. Um, and uh, when we look at that, honestly, things don't really change too much for us. We move up uh, into fifth, and we're really close with Nashville. So at that point, it's like fighting for that, that fourth spot uh, for a home playoff match. Um, but if we look at that compared to where we were at the end of last season, uh, we were getting 1.73 points per game last season, whereas at this point in the season right now, we're getting 1.83 points. So a tenth of a point better this year than where we were at the end of last season. Uh that means nothing if we don't actually do well and perform down the stretch. Uh, we have to we have to be at that 1.83 or better uh, for the remainder of the season uh, to be the better team than we were last year. Uh, if we're below that, then well, you know, we're we're not the better team, I guess. Um, so that's my answer uh, for the question coming back to us: is uh, yeah, I think we are the better team. That isn't something I can prove, but I think by the end of the season, based on where we are now and where we are in 10 games, we're going to know if we were right or not. Yeah. And I think if we continue on kind of the points per game that we got, that we've been getting all season, uh, I think we end up, uh, that's probably 17 to 19 points over the course of the last 10 games. Um, maybe even 20. Uh, I don't know. So somewhere there. So I think that that's actually pretty good. And I think that that actually will, I mean, that will obviously end end us up with more points than last year. Um, So I think it could be interesting to see kind of then where all the other teams kind of shake out um, and how that ends up with the season. So I think it's a, I think it's a thing. Um, You look at, 
even I was looking at the last five games of last year, Louisville won five out of the last five games mm-hmm. um, to kind of creep back in front of us and, and end up in second place. Um, I think, you know, we kind of fell into the playoffs by winning, winning one and losing one and drawing the rest. So I think it's like, how do, how do, can we finish the season strong? Do we have enough um, grit, determination, energy to kind of finish the season strong? And if we can finish the season the way we started, I think we'll end up with more points, which I think for me tells me we were a little bit better of a team this year. Based on, one, we finished with more points. Two, I think we're playing in a much tougher league this year than we did last year. Yeah, and they mentioned that uh, on the podcast yesterday. Um, The other thing that I think about with that is, uh, you know, we could play similar to how we did down the stretch last year where we get a ton of draws and some losses. Um, Or we could kind of flip it on its head. And I think this is subjective, but for me, the better team is not the team that's drawing every game, but the team that might be splitting the difference. And they're winning one, losing the other. So we went in uh, to the week uh, a couple weeks ago uh, on the road trip, New York and North Carolina, and everybody seemed to be pretty happy if we walked away with three points from that. Um, I think that's a better result than two points. It's the way that we didn't get those points in North Carolina, but then we rebounded and you know what? It wasn't our prettiest game uh, on Friday night at home against Loudoun, but we got another three points. And so for me, you know, we got six out of a possible nine points. I'll take that over uh, getting draws in all those games. Cause I think that positions us a lot better in the long run. Um, uh, what that does bring into question is if we can't close out games and shut other teams down, that makes us more vulnerable. Yeah. I think it's going to be a tough, it's going to be a tough stretch in, mm-hmm. in the season. And they talked about that on the, on the show that it's going to be, you know, four of our games are against teams seven to 11 who are fighting for those last couple of playoff spots. Um, you know, we have some games against some teams in front of us too. So it's going to be a tough stretch to kind of get down the season, but I think it'll tell us a lot about where this team is and what they're going to do in the playoffs. Yeah. The other one that I am just really, really interested to see how it plays out is end of the season, Sunday, October 20th, uh, down at Birmingham. That's a team that currently is uh, playing really, really, really well. Um, But who knows where they'll be by the end of the season. Maybe they'll be in really strong contention. Maybe they won't. I'm just looking forward to seeing what happens with them because I think they could make things really interesting in the East. Yeah, and I just... What I what I'm hoping is I think we went into that we went into the last game of last season uh, with a kind of against a team who had something to play for with us having nothing to play for, um, and so I really hope that that situation doesn't happen again that we mm-hmm. do have something to play for in that last game because I really feel like that sort of set us back coming back even though we were coming back home to play Bethlehem I think that set us back a little bit in the sense that. Uh, you know, we just got on the road and lost and to a team we probably shouldn't have. Um, and we just didn't seem to have the same intensity that we should have. So I hope that we have something to play for in that last game, uh, if Birmingham still does as well, you know. So uh, it could be an interesting – it'll be an interesting season. I still think, based on what I've looked at stats-wise, and I think the stats are pretty even between the two teams, I still think this team is a better team. Um I think that last year we may have had more good players. Uh, you know, if you're putting Hugh Roberts and Christiana Francois back into the squad, 
I think, you know, we may have had a few better players, but I think this team is better positioned um, to take a longer run into the playoffs potentially. So we'll see. Yeah. And, and I don't even know if you can even look at a player like Hugh Roberts and say that makes the team better. Um, because if you put Hugh Roberts in our lineup now, what does that do? Does that push Van Kaisel up? And then who do we sacrifice at that point? So in some ways, we traded a player in Roberts for strength at another position. Um, yeah, sure. So sure. Francois is the one that I think that's the one where it's like we really didn't get anybody that can really do the things that he can do. Um, hoping to see Velarde become that player, but he's young and, and he's still developing. Um, but then yep. not having him on the roster has given us the opportunity to see players like Velarde and Mertz really thrive in this team. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I think so. It'll be interesting. I think the last 10 games will kind of tell us where both team, where this team sits in, in kind of accordance with last year's team. Mm-hmm. I think even if we finish similarly, so if we only, like, if we would do what she said, if we would win five and lose five and end up with 15 points and end up with 59 points, I still think this team is a little bit better than mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. Um, and it's easy for me to say that because I think any team that has a player coming in in their rookie season like Mertz having the impact that he has is going to be a better team than a team without that. Yep. For sure. For sure. Well, that's what we think. Um, definitely let us know what you guys think. Um, hit us up on any of our social media. I'll talk about that in a second, but, uh, thanks Steve for being on again. Yeah, absolutely. Good to be here. All right. Thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL and US soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. We are a part of the Beautiful Game Network. Go check us and many, many, many other podcasts out at bgn.fm. Um, you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Subscribe, leave us a review. That helps so much. Uh, you can contact us contact us online at Mongols on Facebook and Twitter and Mongols Pod on Instagram. Um, but please let us know what you think of our shows. Um, we love hearing from you guys. We love you guys being on the full 90 um, and yeah, I mean, I've continued to hear things about a really fun full 90 this weekend. I don't know. So we'll have to, you'll have to keep, uh, putting us in your uh, podcast feed, but until next time, have a great day. Ciao.